This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This week on Two Girls, One Podcast. How much would you pay for an officially licensed Theranos lunchbox? If you said zero dollars, you are both correct and ill-equipped to listen to this episode. So buckle up. And now here are your hosts, whose Beanie Baby collection is only surpassed by their 4x7 storage locker full of Funko Pops. Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Hello, everyone. I am Lindsay. Wait, and I have I'm- to say that again uh- because I farted right when I said it, and I don't know wow. if you could hear it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We couldn't, but now <laughs> we know. Right, well, now I have it on the record. Now it's forever. I would have, if I were you, I would have moved away from my microphone just to make sure that it could never be used, because like Matt could just keep all of this. You know? Yeah. I would have been I, like, oh, don't use it! You, you know what I mean? Just It's all staying in. Allie knows that I'm I'm lactose intolerant, but um, in denial, so I just keep eating cheese like all the time and just farting. At least get the fucking pills, Lindsay. Get the pills. You know what? I think the pills are for people who feel bad. I just make the others around me uncomfortable with my high frequency farting. Yeah, you should feel bad about that. (laughs) They don't stink most of the time. One time they really stank and I was in a car. You know what, Lindsay? I just bought a fresh box and I have all these presents for you that I still haven't given you. I'm going to put some in there. <laughs> this reminds me. I'm do the do done this show for 300 episodes. Oh my god! Uh, with two women, I co-host another show with a woman. I'm married to a woman, and I just I have to get this out. Okay, this is my question. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Do do girls poop? Oh, I'm not even entertaining no. this, Matt. Matt, I want to know as has being in the room with us for 300 episodes made you a better man? Please explain. I think so. How? I think yeah, I think for sure because we will joke and we will have fun and we'll talk about fun stuff and serious stuff and I'll be like, "Ha ha ha, it's so weird to be scared of this thing." And you're like, "Oh yeah, like women are scared all the time walking around." <laughs> and I'm like, "Right. Oh shit. Right, 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 right." I'm not scared all the time we're walking around, but I think I'm delusional. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like I'm like walking around like, yeah, like I think I'm huge. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm big. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid a lot. I have practice in my dreams being afraid. Like a lot of my dreams are very vivid and very scary. And it just involves being chased by men. I think that I should take a self-defense <laughs> class, though. I think Ooh, that would we be should do Krav Maga, the self-defense of our people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we can both fuck the teacher. <gasps> No, what? I don't want. What? I don't want to be Eskimo sisters. He'll be like a hot Israeli, probably. Let's do okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can fuck the hot teacher who doesn't want to have any kids. I want to be Eskimo sisters. That's how it's a blood bond. You know. What I, mean? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm sure we are. I'm sure we are. <laughs> no. no. Okay, we'll have to compare notes. You yeah. know, there's really there's no way out. two hot chicks in their 
older years have not. Do we have to define Eskimo sisters? Yes, I have to no listeners? idea what you're talking Eskimo about. Eskimo sisters are when you have fucked the same dude. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I was I was leaning towards that. I was understanding the context. I met an Eskimo sister. <gasps> okay. We were at a party and we both put it together at the same time. But what was amazing <laughs> is that our reactions were exactly the same without a moment's hesitation. We like high fived. We sent a selfie to the guy. Like it wasn't weird at all. Uh, we laughed so hard. <laughs> it made me really love her because like I feel like so many girls would get kind of so many people would get weird about it. But we thought it was hilarious. We oh my god, then it was great. There were more details because like we're putting it together. She was like, Oh, I also dated an architect who went to Harvard, who's worked on this who lives on this street. And I was like, Weird, me too. He was kind of crazy. She's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, was his name Peter? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was it was amazing. Yeah. And Peter just joined our Patreon at the ten dollar more level. So yeah, thank welcome. you, Peter. Thanks for being a listener. <laughs> and then when she sent him the selfie of us, he wrote back, Oh yeah, she said I was a walking red flag. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad that like he actually took away exactly what the issue was. You know what I mean? He didn't have like a different story. He's like, Yeah, she said I was a walking red flag. I'm like, Yeah, I did. Oh, that guy. No, there were so many. I think we might be talking about different people. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So many. Once again, still haven't had an STD. I've been jinxing it for years. I said that like two years ago on the podcast, and I still haven't gotten one. It makes no sense. Because when I said it on the podcast, I was like, all right, I've just brought this upon myself. (laughs) Yeah. You just got to keep it wrapped up. It makes no, yeah, I always do. I always do. You got to wrap it up, wrap it up. There are worse things than HIV, and it's called gonorrhea. I'm just kidding. I don't know which, I think probably HIV is worse, but. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a livable disease now, but it sounds worse. And also, though, condoms don't protect you from everything, you know? You heard it here. Wrap it up, (laughs) boys and girls, and in betweens. (laughs) It's actually wild to me how many people have sex without a condom. I'm like, what? It's so many people, and it's people that you think are smart. Smart people. Smart people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it just feels better. And I'm like, until <laughs> until it feels like fire in your hoochie. Also, Dan Savage says straight men complain that it feels that it feels better, yet they don't notice when the condom breaks. So. Hey, correct. Ooh. Yep, 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 uh, yep. Sorry, just writing down fire in your hoochie as potential uh, <laughs> title for the episode. Please continue. Also, a sound clip that you can just take out yes. and just play at random times. You know, there's just so much that can go on with your vagina, hmm. and like upsetting that pH balance is so horrible for a woman personally that if an STD is anything close to a yeast infection, I don't want it. You know what I mean? That's the most uncomfortable. That's the most discomfort I'm willing to endure in my hoo-ha until I shoot a baby out of it. Well, I'm so glad we've covered today's episode. Yep. Uh, Um, Have a good night, everyone. Which is about... Failed tech companies. Oh, <laughs> I think that I think that my hoo-ha and failed t- tech companies have a lot in common. We're talking though. about failures, you know. S- <laughs> when you don't bag it up, that's a failure. I'm sorry, it's, it's a, failure. a failure. What does my vagina yeah. have, in, have in common with these tech companies? Fire in your hoochie <laughs> and um, Theranos. I suppose maybe claimed to help you with that. It didn't mm. help with anything. That's one of the companies, you know. Anyway, so that's like pulling out. Theranos is the pulling out of tech companies it's gonna yeah. work we promise we just wait just wait and then you're pregnant with a baby with someone you <laughs> yeah. don't like yeah yeah 
<laughs> Actually, that's a really great analogy, Lindsay, because it's like it was like occasionally effective, right? It was like it's like a sixty percent rate or whatever, like for yeah. their test results. It like almost worked, and they're like, it's gonna get even better. It's always gonna work. Occasionally, it worked, you know, yeah. but it not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not advisable. It's not science. It wasn't and could science. Result in lawsuits, you know. Yeah. <laughs> could result in lots of court appearances. Yeah. Are we, work- yeah, are we yeah, workshopping yeah. your stand-up set right we now? Is that what's happening? Workshopping. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I came here to do a podcast. On- All right. Well, okay. So what happens after a company dies and they've made all this swag because of their hubris? <laughs> We're talking to someone who collects this swag. And I know that's not exactly a community, but apparently there's a big resale market after the company dies, the prices go up. Also, y'all probably know about how Silicon Valley Bank just imploded. So that's how I was reading and discovered this woman who's been doing this for a long time. It turns out Matt actually knows her. Yeah. 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 She my, she's my buddy. She's That's my so buddy. Cool. Matt has buddies. He hangs out with sometimes. It's a buddy. Oh. What? I have two, I have two or three friends. This theme song is terrible, Matt. You should <laughs> get your money back. You got a buddy. You got a buddy. <laughs> this top is tops. It's, it's really... Tops. It's kind of all over the place. And also, we haven't said anyone's name except Matt's. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And we are the two girls in this one podcast. (laughs) Finally. Finally, I get my due. We did it. Okay, but I'm excited to dive into today's topic because I just think it's an interesting cultural lens, I guess you could say, on what just, it's such a strange world we live in. So many tech companies, so much jumping on the bandwagon, so much failure, so much not investing in women and minorities. (laughs) But I think, yes, that's true. What I think is interesting, though, is how this isn't a new thing. You know what I mean? I have like, I like Mm -hmm. pins, like buttons. And Mm -hmm. there are some from like failed presidential campaigns from like the 80s and stuff Mm -hmm. that I have. Oh, yes. We see those at thrift stores all the time, which are really fun. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a an interesting hobby that now there's just so much more high profile things. It's not just a presidential election. You know, like people will know the name of Theranos, like failed companies from the 80s. You just wouldn't know the name of even if they failed spectacularly because the Internet wasn't throwing it at you like that. They weren't making TV shows about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And everything, I guess, is failing on such an international level at this point. It's crazy, at least a national level. Yeah, that's a great observation. Right. It also reminds me of apparently in developing countries, they're wearing all the T-shirts for like the team that lost the Super Bowl because like the merch was made. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's made for both teams every right. year and right. they just send it far away. Yeah. So that people don't see it and so nobody can silly. buy it. They don't want people to try to buy it and sell it like what I was talking about. They don't want that they to should. happen. They should be allowed to buy it and sell it. What kind of... Um, this is America. Let them buy the failed t-shirts. Yeah. You know? No, let them donate it to people who need it. It's fine. Do they, though? This is fat. I feel like it just ends up... Half of probably ends up... <laughs> A lot of times yeah. they literally just destroy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you want to yeah. know my secret shame? Oh, mm, yes. okay. Does it involve a, a, a hoochie on fire? <sighs> Absolutely not. In 2016... Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spring 2016. Mm-hmm. Take us back. I was using public transit with my friends, mm-hmm. which is also yep. novel, but also means that we were hoisted. Mm-hmm. And I found a Make America Great Again hat 
on mm-hmm. the train. Oh. And I was like, wow, this is going to be worth so much money one day because <laughs> this dummy is absolutely not going to be the president. Like, totally. totally. And I was thinking, you know, mm. this is, I'm going to add this to my failed presidential bids collection and it will be hilarious. And I have like photos of myself with my friends in this hat, just wasted, just laughing. Like, aren't we so funny? Mm -hmm. And when he won, I literally found that hat and threw it in the garbage. I was like, this is my fault. I did this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a perfect 2016 story for sure. It was. I wonder if in a couple decades, those hats will be sort of like retro and funny, but it's like just always going to be hard to tell (sighs) apart who's believing in it and who's wearing it ironically. It's not it's not going to be retro and funny. It's like it'll be like when Harry wore that Nazi uniform for Halloween or whatever. (laughs) And people were like, bro, what the fuck? And he was like, I don't even know what the Holocaust. Is. <laughs> it's it's that I mean obviously that's a crazy example but it's more it's almost like would you if you were walking around with a Richard Nixon t-shirt today in 2023 no that would be funny would it be funny because Richard Nixon doesn't represent danger in the same way like no I I agree that make America great again hat is dangerous it would be like if you were wearing a like like whenever the the way that looks to me and people will absolutely still be wearing it and it won't be ironic the way that hat reads to me is wearing the Confederate flag on your clothes yeah yeah I, and yeah. that's how mm. that's gonna read to there's me there's just something funny though about the phrase make america great again it's like such a silly phrase and then became such a thing which so that's what i sort of wonder yeah you can wear it on something just not a red hat i mean listen it's not like i have this gear and i'm planning to wear it but i (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're not wearing red hats with white writing on them ever again thanks for that Mm -hmm. and uh matt do you have some trivia for us yeah, yeah, I do. This one might be a fun one. Uh, we're talking about corporate swag, which we all know, uh, as you said, their products and clothes with the company's logo on them. You get these at events and promotions and stuff, you know, merch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm talking here about the word swag itself. Uh, it's mm. probably more than 200 years old and has a Scandinavian origin uh, in Middle what? English. And even before that, it was a verb uh, in the 16th century, meaning to sway or to sag, thus swag. So it has taken on many meanings, many, many meanings as a noun and a verb over, uh, you know, the last 200 to 400 years. But I'm going to give you multiple definitions of the noun swag, not including like corporate swag. Okay. All of these are real uses found in literature and newspapers and documents and stuff. One of these I made up, which is the (laughs) fake definition of the noun swag, according to a little website that I found known as Miriam Webster, if you believe the lamestream dictionary media. Mm -hmm. Okay, get ready. You're looking Mm -hmm. for the fake one. A, a decorative strip or chain hanging in a curve between two points. Okay. A swag. Mm -hmm. B, goods acquired by unlawful means. Treasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some booty. C, a pack of personal belongings, like a backpack. Okay. D, a bundle of sticks used for making campfires. Just gathered <laughs> my swag together for the for the marshmallow roast. <laughs> That's definitely what I'm going to be calling that from now on. Okay. Or 
Is it E? All of these are real and none are fake. They're all real. I think they're all real. Okay. Allie goes with E. Hmm. Well, if it's not E, then there are two wrong answers. Um, what? Never mind. I, <laughs> I'm also going to go. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thank you, Allie. I'm also going to go with E. But bundle of sticks. Isn't there a word? Isn't there an actual other word for that? I don't know. Yes. Okay. It's maggot. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's correct. It's oh, already upsetting. Okay. Right, right, I'm going right, to right. go with E, though. Okay, you're both going with E. There's no, there's not two wrong answers. You're looking for the fake definition. So E is not a definition. It's just a qualifier, let's say. Well, I like to mix it up, even though it usually means I'm wrong. So I'll, I'll just go with bundle of sticks. Bundle of sticks. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay goes with D. That's not it. Allie goes with E. I guess we it will could find be it because it's, it's <laughs> We will find out what's going on with swag after this important break. The time where we would like to thank our top investors. This quarter's main investors who have donated to our Patreon at the $10 or more level include Wesley Cordell, Jerry Duran, Jessica Fox, Kathy Phillips, Matthew Scott, Melissa Elliott, William, Jessica Kybell, Ken M, Kelsey Murray. You all are our heroes and this company could not exist without you. If you would like us to say your name in a very enthusiastic way, as if we were on stage in front of 250,000 investors, please consider donating to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. If you donate at the $10 more level, you can hear us say your name in a weird and creative way. If you donate at any other level, we will still give you our undying love. Thank you. entitled Help with Cat from the best website for feline combat advice Next Door courtesy of Best of Next Door Okay, so I have a problem. My cat Tiffany loves to be an indoor-outdoor cat. The problem is that every time she goes out, she ends up in a fight that she loses 100% of the time because she's so small and untrained. Does anyone have any experience with feline self-defense training? Do you have a feline trainer that you recommend? I feel like if she just had a few basic combat skills, she could hold her own a little better. Wow, we should take that cat with us to our Krav Maga class, Allie. <laughs> I'm an Allie cat, and I need self-defense training. Ooh, definitely say that to our instructor so they'll choose me instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. What's the deal with the trivia? Yeah. What doesn't mean swag? What's the deal with swag? Uh, it's a 200-year-old Scandinavian Middle English word that probably goes back even further. It's a noun and a verb, but what are the noun forms uh, in common usage today? A decorative strip or chain, that was choice A, nobody picked it. Goods acquired by unlawful means, booty, loot, for example, that was B. Mm -hmm. C, a pack of personal belongings like a backpack. 
D, a bundle of sticks used for making campfires. Lindsay thought that that was the fake one. And Allie chose E, that all of these definitions are real, that I did not insert any fakes. Mm-hmm. Are you sticking with these answers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you seem very enthusiastic about but that. But if I'm wrong, it's fine, because I'm just now just going to, every time I collect wood to start a campfire, I'm going to be like, this is my swag faggot. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. So it's like a win-win for me, even if I lose. Okay, great. Uh, The correct answer is D, a bundle of sticks making campfires is fake. I just made that up. Uh, The rest are true, including the pack of personal belongings. I guess I should have known, Lindsay, since I knew it had another name. Yeah, I was like, I think this is another, there's an actual word for this. And Allie's like, yes, it's faggot. And I was like, that's correct. But I still thought swag could also refer to a bundle of sticks. Yes, no, no, I see that too. Uh, Interestingly, I think it's an Australian usage for like a backpack. Like, oh, grab your swag. We're going to go camping. That that's a that's an Australian thing, Australian, if you will. Are we ready to welcome our guest? I think we're super ready to welcome her. Today's guest is an internet archaeologist, a tech journalist, and the senior development advocate at GitHub. And more importantly for us, they are a collector of tech company swag, especially failed tech companies. Hello and welcome to Christina Warren. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here, Christina. So, I mean, number one, your collection of titles is very interesting and unique. (laughs) And number two, your specific hobby. What is this? A a hobby? Yeah, it's become a hobby. It, It, I mean, it started honestly as just sort of, I noticed that I had amassed a bunch of startup swag from, from my time as, as a technology journalist where I I covered a lot of startups and you go to a lot of parties and events and you collect a lot of swag and you look down and you realize, oh, wow, this company doesn't exist anymore. And maybe it was really fun or maybe, oh, this is really funny uh, in retrospect because we all thought this was going to be the next big thing. And it it wasn't. And so I just kind of realized, (laughs) you know, I was like, I I started to have this collection and then I started to seek stuff out um, specifically for companies that have failed in like a spectacular way. So it, it went from, you know, being something that I, I kind of had a, a acquired through attrition into something that I then explicitly started to seek out. How many would you roughly say you had before this moved from an accident to a hobby? Probably five or six. Okay. Uh, you know, in terms of things that I would consider worthy of actually being in the collection, because there are a lot of things that I have that are, are like, failed startups that nobody would know anything about and that it's just a t-shirt, right? And somebody's going to ask you a question about it, but it doesn't have any sort of... It's not a Theranos. It's not a Theranos. Do you have Theranos swag? Oh, you must. Do you must? I do. That has been the white whale. <laughs> and that was actually really difficult for for a long time to get, to find actual legit swag. This is one of the difficult things is that with Redbubble wow. and uh, the fact that anybody can oh, kind of like create yeah. a t-shirt on demand, any logo that exists, you'll immediately find somebody who's like, oh yeah, I'm selling a shirt with this logo on it. And it's not real. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want it if it's fake. Yeah. I'm not just trying to represent. <laughs> right. Right. Like I don't want, well, or I don't want, I don't want a replica. I don't want a rep of this. I actually want like the real thing because that's what makes it funny, at least to me. So like, um, like right now <laughs> you all can't see me, but I'm wearing a fast uh, hoodie. If you remember fast, the, the, the company that spectacularly flamed out last year just like its name no which one's that whenever i hear fast i think and the furious right no so this was <laughs> fast.com and it was like a an api payments company i guess it, it was unclear exactly 
they were kind of trying to be like when you would click on a, a checkout window, you can pay with this sort of payment method thing. And at one point they were valued, I think, at like many billions of dollars, billions with a B. And and they imploded rather spectacularly last year, uh, right around April 1st, actually. It was one of those things where it was like not an April Fool's Day thing. The company just kind of went bust, which was sad. But they've been <laughs> giving away these these hoodies um, that just said fast on them uh, as or, or letting people buy them for a dollar, which was obviously a loss. Yeah, I think I paid about $30 for mine, unfortunately, because I had to get it when they went under. But like I, I, but it was important to me to make sure that I got like an actual fast hoodie and not just a knockoff that that someone sold. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious about is when you have been to these events before, maybe even you started collecting the swag actively. Are there companies that you are at where you're like, this is going to be huge forever, and then they died? And alternatively, were there ones where you were like, why is everyone jazzed about this? This is totally going to fail. Oh, 100%. (laughs) That's, that's absolutely accurate. Like there've been things that I was like, oh no, this is really going to take off. I mean, I think that if um, we think about the, the location, uh, check-in wars of, of about, you know, 10, 11 years ago when everybody was on like Foursquare and Gowalla. I'm sorry, Gowalla? Gowalla. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Why, why don't I remember that? What is that? It was Foursquare but with a different name. I was so <laughs> uninterested in Foursquare as well. So I, wow. Yeah, it, it was Foursquare with a different name, but they had really good stickers, like like their icons and things you could earn were prettier and were better designed. You know what it makes me think of? Gullah Gullah Island. Do you remember <laughs> oh that my God. Yes. kids show? The, 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 Nick, the Nick Jr. show, yes. Yes. Wow. That theme song is going to be in my head for the rest of the day now. I'm so sorry. Sorry to all of our listeners who know it because (laughs) it's a delight and a pest of your mind. But (laughs) that's what Gowalla makes me think of. And I, it sounds like a gorilla and Gullah Gullah Island had a baby. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It was really pretty. And ironically, that one has come back. So the (gasps) the people who owned it bought it back because I think it sold to Facebook for parts. It was kind of like an aqua hire thing. Huh. They bought it back and it's it relaunched recently, but it's one of those things I'm like, who is going to use this now? I wish them luck genuinely, but I'm also like, this will never be a thing again. But at the but but like, you know, eleven years ago, yeah, maybe. We all were about about the the hyper local check in stuff and and letting everybody know where you were at every moment of the day, which is so weird and dangerous. I was never into it, but you're right. I thought it was here to stay. Like everyone was obsessed with Foursquare. Not me. Totally. Other people would check me in, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, don't broadcast my location. But it's like I don't even have this app. Who is doing this? You right. know, it's like honestly, why do you care where I am right now? I'm having brunch. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, though, because I, I did it for a long time and I still do on, on occasion. And, the, and people like are like, why do you do this? I'm like, because it's still connected to Facebook. My mom likes to know where I am and that, that, <laughs> I, that, I, that, I, that I've gotten to the airport safely and that I've left the airport. Meanwhile, I'm just over here texting my mom like a fool, yeah, like a 20th century loser. <laughs> no, you're no, no. See, your yours makes sense. And, and me, I'm just like, this is a much easier way of letting my mom and the rest of the world who you know, doesn't care, but, but, it, but you're right. It's like, we went from, we wanted to share all this information and now like we're very upset when Facebook and Instagram and, and TikTok know our every move. And I'm like, okay, part of this is on us. 
because we spent a really long time being like, yes, look at where I am, um, mm-hmm. which was misguided. I'm saying I'm not checking in at anything, but is my Google location ever off? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That data is there. Yeah. The data yeah. is there. You just couldn't service it. It's there. It's not broadcasting it to all your friends, though. Exactly. Right. This is true. Exactly. This is true. Yet. <laughs> wait, but, yes. let, but let's go back to. Um, wait, wait. I don't think we actually got an answer to the questions. So, like, which companies are the ones where you were like, this is rad. I love it. And then it died. Was that Goala? Goala was one of those, uh, Git Glue was one that I loved. And if I'm honest, I probably didn't think that was going to last forever, but I loved it. And it was a, another check in service, but it was like you shared what you were watching, like on Twitter oh, right. or something else. So, oh. like, I'm watching this show right now and I'm a fan of it. And then what was cool about them is they had like virtual stickers you could earn. But if you earned enough virtual stickers, you could trade them in and get physical stickers for oh, if, if you wow. were like one of the top, like, you know, check-in people, fans, whatever, of a certain show. And so they had physical stickers that they would send out. And I still have some of those physical stickers, which were fantastic. And some of those were, and this was when the company was still running, would go for a lot of money on eBay because, you know, it's like, it's like Funko, you know, um, um, yeah. toys, you know, people, people collect them, but I have like a get glue shirt and I, I loved get glue so much. And I really, if I'm, if I really was being honest with myself, I probably would have admitted this is not a forever thing, but at the time I really <laughs> wanted it to be because I really liked the idea, but, you know, but things like that you really think are going to take off. Like, I'll just be honest. Um, when I first saw Figma, the design tool, I really liked it and I thought it was really impressive. And, and we're talking now probably like, like 2015, 2016, when I first was using it, and I was like, okay, this is a really interesting tool, but Adobe or someone is going to create something that's going to put them out of business. And instead, you know, Adobe buys them for $20 billion and they are, they've taken a significant chunk out of, you know, Photoshop and Illustrator and, and those tools market share. So I've been wrong just as many times as I've been right. But there have been times when, at least for the swag collection, I notice that something is trending in a certain way. And I'm like, oh, I need to get in on this before the collapse so I can get, you know, merch cheap. Like a, <laughs> like MoviePass was an example of that for me. <laughs> I, I was a huge MoviePass fan and I abused that service. Man, I got so many free movies. Like the summer of uh, whatever the MoviePass summer was, I guess it was 2018. Yeah. I mean, I, I fucked those guys. Like, like <laughs> I, you put them out of business. 100%. It's your was, fault. Uh, you know what though? It is also their fault. Like it was so clear yeah. that when it was taken over, like the original founder was kind of pushed out and then like this this Netflix guy and this other weird dude like came in and they were spending all this money and I was like this is some sort of money laundering scheme and I don't know what this is but this is amazing but I need to buy merch and so MoviePass had an official store believe it or not oh I believe it that I think was just probably drop shift stuff but they had like you know t-shirts and like mugs and a couple of other things and I was like I'm buying a MoviePass shirt because this will be funny in like two weeks but this will this will be funny in two years. And sure enough, it is still funny. It was funny when I got the shirt and it is, it is funnier now. When you wear it, if you ever, if, if I go out in public sometimes with it, people are like, wow, movie fast. I haven't thought about that forever. And I'm like, yes. And it's, it's hilarious. Isn't it? Didn't, isn't this funny that um, anybody thought the math would work out on this? Cause it absolutely wouldn't. There's no possible way, especially, None. I mean, I had friends who were literally just going to the movies every yes. single day. Oh, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I should have done that during that time. But God, I want that delusional confidence. 
I want the confidence of these <laughs> men. 100%. Uh, well, didn't MoviePass come back? MoviePass and Boala yeah. were like, we will not be denied. Exactly. Yeah, MoviePass <laughs> is sort of back where they're trying to come back. I don't know. Like I said, the, the shirt remains funny. You're in New York, right? Um, I'm in Seattle now, but I used to be in New York. Uh, okay, so how do you have you noticed how the res- reception is different wearing these in different cities? Hmm. Or do you have these as prized possessions that you don't wear anymore? They're like in a weird <laughs> shrine to failed companies. <laughs> well, well, it depends on what it is. Like um, a friend got me like a, a Columbia fleece, like a Theranos jacket that I will not wear because <gasps> A, it was very expensive and B, it was like, you know, it's also too large for me. But like the movie pass stuff, yeah, I will totally wear that out. Seattle, I think because people don't have a lot of fashion sense, <laughs> there's not quite as much of a recognition, although some people will see it and kind of giggle, you know, if they see the movie pass. New York, they definitely uh, get it more. Like, I think that they, they have a much better sense of the irony. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love that. Maybe Seattle's just not as judgy. They're just like, oh, well, maybe that's just what she wanted to wear. Well, I would think Seattle has a big tech scene, though. So I was I was just it wondering, does. like, what people's reactions are when you walk down the street. Yeah. I mean, uh, Seattle people are so passive aggressive. It's always hard to tell, you know, if they're like looking. And then, and then like I said, well, it's true. And then it's also, it's, well, I have a hard time in this in this city. I really do. Because I came out full New Yorker, like guns ablazing and being willing to talk to people and look people in the eye. And, I'm going to build a community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yep. in Seattle's like, we're like, we, we, we don't look at each other in the eye and, and we don't acknowledge you. Like, Just sidebar, I have friends for you in Seattle. But anyway. Um, okay, wonderful. That'd be good. Yeah. I need, I need Let's talk friends. about that after. They're great. Um, well, Lindsay and I both do. A bunch of our college friends live up there. Yeah, um, that's true. But anyway, so, okay, so I'm sorry, did you say how many do you have now? How many items of swag from failed companies? Probably 30, I'm guessing. It, it kind of depends mm-hmm. on, on on what we count, but I, I guess probably 30 because it, it's grown a lot. So I, MoviePass was one of the first things I like actively sought out. And then when Fire Festival happened, <sighs> which was just such an amazing moment for all of us, like that's one of the greatest days of the internet to me was when Fire <laughs> Festival happened. Just watching rich people barter for cheese sandwiches, amazing. <laughs> I love it. Just all of it was so good. That that day on Slack was so good. Like I still worked as a journalist then and like being like at an online publication then. That was second only to the day. It was the same day, the, the greatest day of the internet, which was when the llamas got loose and the dress happened. Yes, that was the same day. I'll never, for, I will never forget that day. <laughs> that was genuinely the best day online. Like that was just so good. What did you see in the dress? I saw blue. You saw blue and black? I never did it. I saw white and gold every time. I thought people were lying. No, yeah. So it was funny because I didn't understand it at first how people could see anything other than what they saw. And then the debate immediately would break out. And it was one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, we have to post about this. You know, it like, made complete sense. But it was funny because at one point I remember scrolling and for just a second, it looked white and gold. And I was like, oh, hmm. okay. Clearly there's something going on. Hmm. Let's get back to the failed companies though. Yes. What is the allure in the... Well, I know some of it, but also in the sense that I've heard that they actually skyrocket in price once the company fails. Well, yeah, and this is this is I'm going to blame myself on this uh, a little bit. You started this craze. I love it when you take responsibility <laughs> for your actions. I also love the idea of buying items and then making them expensive. Yeah, like yeah. You are beanie babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, 100%. And the thing is, is like again, I kind of have to blame myself on this because. 
I'm not going to claim that I was like the first or the only person who's ever done this. Obviously, no one is nothing is completely unique. And it turns out there are other people who collect this stuff too. Like there's this guy on Hacker News of all things who I saw a comment from him. He, he used like my username, don't sell to Film Girl because <laughs> she and I are after the same things and and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't even know you, bro. I'm like, there's enough to go around, first of all. Second of all, like, don't tell people not to sell to me if I'm like offering them good money for, you know, their 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 failed yeah. company merch. Dude, don't be gross. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Don't don't be greedy. Again, there's like enough for all of us. But it, this, it was a relatively unknown thing. So for instance, when Quibi, and I knew Quibi was going to fail, because I think all of us, like we knew Quibi was going to fail. And I was trying to find, I was trying to find Quibi merch. And I was able to find like a promotional t-shirt and I got it really cheap. It was it was for some show, but it had the Quibi logo on it. That's good enough. That's that 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 was all I needed. And I was able to get that really cheap. But now I think if I were to look, because what happened was last year when CNN Plus lasted 28 days, my immediate response was to ask Twitter where I could who wanted to send me CNN Plus merch. And I had a bunch of friends who had worked there, and I knew I could get stuff. But I put that out there, and then my uh, my friend Fran or Fern rather at NPR reached out and was like, "This might be a funny story for us to do. Your collection has always caught me. You know, uh, this has always been so funny to me. You know, would you talk to one of our reporters?" And so NPR did a story, and then it became like a, a an all things considered segment. And then I did like some interviews with like the, the the CBC in Canada, and other people started to reach out. And all of a sudden, I'm trying to bid on some Theranos pens. And the price goes from $50 where I could have had it to like 300 And I'm like, I'm out. I'm not doing that. Oh, my God. And, and then like the very first thing that happened when um, Silicon Valley Bank failed was people started looking for selling merch because they remembered right. that this was this thing. And then more people start writing about it. I'm like, okay, this is genuinely my fault. Like I've genuinely made this hard on myself because now people know that there are people like me who will pay a premium for Aussie media merch. Although, uh, again, I was able to get in on that before that failed too. That was, it, it's startups and it's media companies because uh, Aussie media, when the, the week that company like went from existing to not existing to, to maybe existing, scour the internet. They had an official shop as well, but I was able to find someone's Aussie Fest shirt from an employee who, who'd worn it like the year before. The Fire Festival, interestingly enough, to go back to that, I was able to get official Fire Festival merch and I didn't pay that much for it. And it still had its tags on. And that surprised <laughs> me because this was when you had the, the dueling documentaries, which was also delicious. Yeah. And I was like, why are people not, more people aren't going after this? And I, 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 I think that it might just not have occurred to people that they could, but I knew that there was official merch out there because they'd had a pop-up in New York and and I'd considered going and waiting to do some of that and I didn't because it, the prices felt high. Then from watching those documentaries, it was like, oh, there's like a couple of shipping containers full of merch. They're going to have to get rid of, like somebody's come into a lot of this possession. It will be on the internet. And sure enough, I was able to get two shirts for like, $40. Oh, wow. It's probably less than it would have cost like at the actual festival. <laughs> I mean, were they able to sell anything at the actual festival? No. <laughs> that was the thing. All of the merch was caught in customs in these shipping containers. And so they were slowly, there would be drops of it that would come out. And now you can still find some online um, for relatively decent prices. But in like the, the wave of when something immediately goes out of business, yes, the prices go up for sure, especially now that people know this a thing. So uh, Silicon Valley Bank and FTX, those are two recent ones where the, the prices just kind of went out of control. But I wanted this for a specific reason. I, I knew I needed to get some FTX merch. And 
I, I wound up getting like a, a hat that was for the Mercedes F1 uh, Formula One team that had FTX on the side. That was good. But the thing that I really wanted, and I paid like $69 for it. Nice. Perfect. Was... Uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. Say that again. Oh, $69. <laughs> All right, we got it. Keep, please continue. So this was, I, it was a bobblehead that they gave out at a Warriors game, like the day or the week that, that FTX exploded and, and it was, was revealed to be a huge scam. They actually gave out a bobblehead at the Warriors game that night uh, for uh, for Jordan Poole, the, the basketball player. And it has the FTX logo on it. And the box has the FTX logo on it. And the box is almost better because it says, Official Crypto Platform and NFT Marketplace of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> And so I would have bought it just for the box, but I, it's on my desk right now. I'm playing with it. Um, it's, it's great. But this was one of those items where I was like, oh, no, I need this specific thing because this represents just the peak hubris of everything involved. And then just like the supreme irony that you can literally be given away as like a freebie, you know, bobblehead at a sports game the same week that your entire company collapses, your founder is you know, off in the Bahamas and is probably going to be arrested. And and that it turns out this was just like an entire, we don't know if it was like a Ponzi scheme or just a straight up theft, whatever the situation was. It's pretty fantastic. So FTX and, and Silicon Valley Bank both have had a lot of, I'd say, outsized interest more than things like, like Quibi and uh, MoviePass. I'm guessing because I think financial scams get more media attention. And then there's like a, a, another subset of collectors of people who collect like failed bank merchandise. And so I have to compete <laughs> with those people too. Wow. I, I, I'm just floored in general by like what merch is like, I love Star Wars. I'm going to get a Star Wars t-shirt or I love yeah. tacos. Let me get a cool taco. But like, who the fuck is wearing a t-shirt with a bank on it? Even totally. if the bank is like, I just use MoviePass to watch movies. I'm not a fan of movies. Absolutely. Like, what is that? Well, they give it away to self-promote, basically. That's true. At the top. It, marketing, right. At events, I guess, right. Yeah, you give it away. And then some people really do like it. Employees a lot of times have it. Yeah, I guess. When we worked at Mashable, Matt, if you think about, uh, and I'm sure Daily Dot and, and other places you've worked at this too, but like anytime we would have an event like the events team, like they put out a shirt, like, a, you know, yep. for, for a certain number of people. Like I have so much Mashable swag. And that also, I think I count that in my fucked company collection as well. <laughs> to be very clear. That's another story. I mean, I do. I, it, and and, and I, I also have some for, for like failed products. Like when I joined Microsoft, one of my first things that I did is I bugged the, the Edge team for the web browser. I was like, somebody has to have Internet Explorer merch yes. somewhere. Yes. And, and we were- Internet we, Explorer doesn't exist anymore? No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm just finding this out right now. So I do have an Internet Explorer t-shirt. I was able to find somebody who it deep in the bowels of like had leftover stuff. And I, I think this is how a lot of this stuff comes out there is that just think about all the things that these companies print out for their employees or because maybe they think they can have a fashion brand. I mean, in, in Fast's case, they actually were selling those hoodies for a dollar as like a loss leader thing, which mm. I still don't understand. I think they were trying to like make it a thing. And maybe it was for a period of time, but it still is odd to me that they were like, we'll sell it for a dollar. Like what normal person would wear a payment processor right. on their shirt? You're not uh, wrong. It, unless you're an employee, which I get that, but. Yeah. But, but, but speaking of like failed bank things, I did get this recently. So before Silicon Valley Bank failed, uh, and I do have SVB merch that, that took me some time because people were selling stuff for ridiculous prices. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I'm a cheapskate most of the time. 
I was reminded of the the biggest bank failure before Silicon Valley Bank. And actually, it was a bigger failure even than Silicon Valley Bank, which was Washington Mutual. And that was the last time a bank failed. I loved Washington Mutual. I had them. I did too. Oh. I didn't yeah. have them. So, I mean, I, I knew who, that it failed, but I wasn't familiar with it at all. And now I live in the Seattle area and it was like the local bank. Mm-hmm. I looked up, I found out. I thought it was a joke at first because I was looking for some swag and I was like, oh, I could get like a bank deposit bag or whatever. They were pretty cheap. And then I saw that they had Barbie dolls. <laughs> and I'm serious. Washington Mutual Barbie dolls? They made Washington Mutual tellers. What? They had a they had a man and they had a woman. Oh, wow. And wow. they were talking and they like, they're pretty low quality. But this is an official, <laughs> like, we partnered with Mattel to no, make. No, no, this was not Mattel. Okay. I, I'm, I'm using Barbie, like, colloquially. Like, yeah, like okay. Kleenex. Just, I, yeah. I'm glad yeah. we clarified. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, no, unfortunately, I wish it had been like an official Mattel thing, but no, it was more like, okay, if you guys ever had like the Saved by the Bell Barbies, like they were like low quality, they were from like <laughs> like 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 Tyco or someone or Tiger or, or someone, they, they they were cheap. They weren't okay. they weren't good. That that's what these are. I was able to find the male teller. Um, it's, it's from like the year 2000 or something. And he's in like his Washington Mutual outfit. He also has like a fun little summery, more sporty outfit he can put into. <laughs> he has a cell phone, which is really large. He has some other accessories. And then they also sold like a, a, a female, like a, a account rep or teller or whatever. And I, I think it started out as like a kind of a, a joke. And then they actually were selling them at the branches And it became like a bit of a craze. Like, I guess this was also the era, you know, of Tickle Me Elmo and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, because there was some sort of local news clip that I found that showed that this was an actual thing, that people were were trying to buy these (laughs) stupid, like fake Washington Mutual Barbies. But I have one now and I think it's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. It's almost like the, it's like the Hess truck, you know, of like. Who the fuck wants a toy with an oil company logo? Totally. On it? And yet, because of marketing and commercials and news coverage, it's like, yep, we sell trucks every year for Christmas. America. Absolutely. Yeah. My cousin had a bunch of trucks. Kids love trucks, honestly. That makes more sense to me. I was me. gonna say, yeah, the trucks, the trucks make more sense yeah. than like the than like the teller doll. Yeah, kids aren't like, I love the teller at the bank, mom. <laughs> right, like, right. No. But um, someone from Canada did send me one of the uh, Pets.com sock puppets. Oh my god, yes. And that's amazing, and that I appreciate that person very, very much. The downside of me going more public about my collection is that it makes it harder when companies go under for me to find the merch. The up side is that people on the internet have gotten in contact with me. They're like, I have this stuff. Would you like it? And sometimes I'm like, no, that's okay. And then sometimes I'm like, yes, yes, I would very much like the pets.com sock puppet. Thank you very much. And and sorry, the the pets.com that was sold as merch or do you actually own like a prop from the commercials? No, no, no. It was sold as merch. I'm pretty sure. I I think that it was, I think it was a small number of things, but it was like an, it was a thing they sold. And I'd actually, funnily enough, I remember being at I don't remember whose office it was, but I was at some startup in New York. This was a number of years ago. And I remember seeing in their CEO's office, they had like a pets.com, the same thing that that this person from Canada sent me. And at the time I remember thinking, oh my God, I would kill for that because the irony, even back then, before I even knew I was really collecting anything, I was like, this is spectacular. And now it's part of my collection. (laughs) Rad. That's amazing. Do you have any Juicero swag? No, I wish I did. But what I do have is uh, Mischief, the art collective. They created this drop. They still exist, right? Yeah, Mischief still exists. Um, 
MSCHF, they mm-hmm. created all these like mini like like fucked company toys. So it's like a Theranos machine and a Juicero and it's failed startup toys is I think what they called it. And mm-hmm. my, my only annoyance with that is that they didn't like reach out to me um, like they did some of the other influencers to promote it online. And I was like, I'm like literally the influencer you need <laughs> for, for your dead startup toys. Like I was like, this is literally what I want. But no, but it's like it's a little um, Juicero. It's a Jibo, um, like which was like like the social robot it's the one laptop for child it's the coolest cooler the kickstarter project that imploded it's a theranos mini lab and all of these came in these little boxes and it's fantastic so i don't have any official juicero merch although i would like a bag but that would be gross it'd be completely disgusting if i could have like an empty juicero bag that would be fantastic interesting what yeah. is juicero oh girl oh. it was this 400 dollars juicer and then some reporter figured out 800 dollars. oh great 800 dollars. and they came with these packets that you put into your, your juicero blender or whatever and some reporter found out that you could do it just as well by squeezing the bags with your hands yeah. Oh <laughs> my God! Amazing. Yeah, it was literally like an eight hundred dollar like that. You could just squeeze this the, the the juice the pulp stuff with your hands, and it would work just as well as with this eight hundred dollars internet connected, very sleekly huh. designed machine. Just peak peak startup hubris. I love it. Incredible. Yeah. Speaking of peak startup hubris. What do you think? I mean, some of it's obvious, but what have, what are what are your perspectives on what this says about our society that there's this entire world of merchandise from failed startups? Yeah, I, I mean, I think some of it again is just kind of a, a nature of any company that exists for a long period of time is going to have shirts and other things about it. But I do also think in some cases you can look at it and you can go, oh wow, they really thought this was going to be something, and, and it clearly wasn't. So I think sometimes it's a representation sort of of the era. Like, like again, CNN Plus, and I, I do want to be clear on this, like, I don't take any joy in any of the individual failures of any of the companies. I do. You should. <laughs> but they're like real people involved. And people have jobs. Yeah, real people who fuck with other people's uh, medical records. You know what yeah, I mean? But, so. but there's also... Well, there's also just innocent people that are also yeah. working at the company and that are off. swept up in the lie just as much as other people. Exactly. And that's really what I mean. Like, fuck Theranos and, and that sort of thing. And like, mm-hmm. Juicero is a bad idea. But like, I don't want to take joy <laughs> in like anybody losing their job or any mm-hmm. of anything like that. I want to be clear about that. But like CNN Plus, clearly they'd gone all in and spent so much money on that that they had people sent me like CNN uh, Plus like swag bags they gave to like all employees. There were like sock poppets and, and pins and and hats and water bottles and all this stuff. And you're just thinking, you're like, okay, maybe we should, you know, complete the merger of the the company that's about to acquire us and, and get through this next thing before piloting this out, right? So sometimes I look at these things and I'm like, maybe you just got a little bit too close to the sun to immediately come out of the gate with everything monogrammed and and everything available as, as, as a branded product right out of the gate. That's one of my lessons. The other lesson is just, you never know. It's a good reminder. Like I said, I have, I have Internet Explorer merch. I have um, Adam, which was a, a text editor that, that GitHub that we sunset last year. As soon as I knew we were going to sunset that, we were still selling some Adam shirts in the store. And I bought them and I was like, I've got it. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender for those things. But I don't know, it's just sort of a, a reminder that what we think is going to last forever and be the next big thing might just be a, a funny memory a few months later. Yeah. 
Well, I guess to close it out, I have two very important questions. Yes. Number one, what is currently your favorite item? And that can be something that you like have encased in glass or something that you use every day. And the second question is, what is the thing that is currently your white whale that you are trying to acquire? So my favorite item is going to be tied between either the Theranos, Columbia, Fleece, because that was very kind of my friend Phil to get that for me. Or I have a mug from Enron, like an actual Enron mug. Oh, oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, like it, like it was used. I mean, I've, it's been washed and whatnot, but like this was clearly like a legit thing. And, and Enron stuff is hard because it's become such a an icon of a, a failure that there's a lot of fake merch for that. So finding the huh. real mug was quite a find. My white whale, there was a company called Cosmo, K-O-Z-M-O. And this <laughs> this was like a, a late 90s, early 2000s thing. It was basically DoorDash um, or Postmates, more to the point, like 20 years before Postmates. Wow. And so the idea was you could like order like a bag of, of Skittles and some DVD in like a, like a DVD or a CD and these, these people on bikes with uh, like messenger bags would uh, ride their bikes around the city and then come deliver it to you like the same day. When I was in high school, uh, when this was a thing, I would like literally order stuff and they would like come into like my high school and like, here's your DVD and your Skittles. And my teachers would be like, <laughs> why are you ordering things? And I'm like, because I have a cell phone and I can. <laughs> but, but this was like a thing that was was not sustainable because they weren't charging anything extra for the service. Oh, God. And like and like the prices were sometimes cheaper than you could get. Like if you went to, you know, like 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 blockbuster music or, or, or whatever still existed. And so they had these messenger bags that those bike carriers had. And I would love one of those messenger bags. And they are a, they're on eBay occasionally, but they're like a thousand dollars. Wow! And I just I just can't do it. Huh. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a, a, a Cosmo.com orange messenger bag is like my current white whale that I like. I would do a couple hundred. I can't do a thousand. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. All right, listeners. Yeah. If you have one. If you have one, I will make you a good price. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will make you like very good offer. I just can't do a thousand dollars. It's $1, too crazy. Dollars is is not a good offer. No. Yeah. No. Wow. Amazing. Delightful. You know, in college, Singular would give away really yeah. good one shoulder bag, like crossbody oh, yeah. little messenger bags. I had one until it literally fell apart. I probably wore that thing for like a decade. And now I'm like, wow, I should have held on to it. Might be worth more now than the pieces that it was in when I was finished <laughs> with it. Uh, absolutely. No, sing- sing- singular would be a good one. Um, any of the baby bell stuff would be funny. Like I actually, now that you mentioned that I should maybe try to collect like some old, like some of the various like Southern bell, like, you know, bell Atlantic. Hmm. Yeah. You're giving me ideas. Yeah. Like telecom, telecom history. <gasps> oh is, my God. Uh, yes. Fascinating. Oh, telecom history is, is <laughs> fascinating. Um, gets Nortel stuff that, that, that imploded spectacularly right. Blackberry, anything Blackberry or mm-hmm. research in motion. Oh man. Yeah. That, I mean, I don't yeah. know. And I just liked all the singular stuff cause it was orange and cute. And so, yeah, it was cute. They had yeah, a nice logo. Like, yeah, it was a great logo. And they have a good bag. I still have a, to this day, and it will be one of those that I wear until it falls apart, but I have like a, a Tribeca Film Festival, like messenger tote that they gave me one year when I spoke at the at the Tribeca Film Festival. And at this day, it is still like my favorite messenger bag. When I go to the Tribeca Film Festival, whatever they give me will also be my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
bunch of friends that have started companies. Um, should I be hoping they fail and I can send you some swag? Or I have a lot of swag. And then split the profit. Uh, no, I was just going to gift them to our guest. Wow. But, um, you know, if they fail, you know, I'll keep you posted. I mean, that'd be amazing. I actually think my friends' companies are going to succeed. But uh, <laughs> I was like, I hope so, you know. bro. I, like, I hope that, like, I, I don't need it as far as, like, my, like, my, my fucked collection, but just as, like, a hey, I have, you know, this early shirt from this thing that wound up blowing up because that's always fun too. Yeah, that's just as fun. Yeah, I hope that is what happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So where can people find and follow you? I am at film underscore girl most places. So film underscore girl on Twitter, um, which still exists. Oh, speaking of Twitter, if people have like Twitter merch. Oh, please. <laughs> Get it now. Please, please. Because I, I have some, but I'm, I'm looking for more. I don't think it's going to go under, but I hope so. Also, randomly, <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter in weeks, and I went on yesterday, and they, like, changed, not the logo, but, like, the loading thing is a, is a Shiba Inu now. Weird. Yeah. Was that a um, an April Fool's thing? Oh, no, no it's still there. Oh, no, okay. no, no. This happened after April Fool's. This is just a Elon is being sued for some Doge related stuff. Elon masturbating. Yeah, it's just yeah. just Elon okay. masturbating. That's exactly what it is. So, so Phil underscore girl on on Twitter and Instagram, and I do a podcast called Rocket, uh, where we talk about things I'm collecting. We talk about scams a lot, which is one of my favorite topics, especially financial scams. And that's at uh, relay.fm/rocket. All right, perfect. Thanks for uh, collecting weird failed company swag. <laughs> yeah. No. I, thanks for. Th- Finding my hobby that I've had independently for quite a long time interesting. Like, I never thought that this dumb thing that I do would be interesting beyond, like, my group of friends who are like, oh, that's that's our weird friend. And I'm like, now it's apparently a thing. I don't know. I think, it's, it's, I think it says something very interesting about society and commercialism and the startup bubble and what we give cash to. And there's just, there's a lot there, even though ultimately it's just a t-shirt from Theranos, you know? No, no, I agree with you. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's kind of how I think about it too, because it is, it is just kind of a good reminder. Like, don't get too close to the sun or what you think is going to be the next big thing might not be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have too many things, as you know, but now I want to start collecting (laughs) (laughs) weird swag. I have a lot of friends who work in industry, industry related things like tech companies, entertainment companies, and all of these companies are always giving away branded things. Most of these companies are strong enough that they don't fail, but my one group of friends always does a Yankee swap like after Christmas in January or something where you have to mm. bring a bunch of crap from swag bags that you are not going to ever use. And then you give it <laughs> as a white elephant gift. And That's it's fun. like a Yankee I swap like is like a white elephant thing. Yes. You give it away. And so then we do a Yankee swap that is just like swag from the previous year that you're just never going to use. So sometimes it's great and sometimes it's actually terrible. That sounds like a type of thing that would be right up Christina's alley. Mm-hmm. Something we didn't get into that I think is somewhat worth noting. I mean, yes, there was Theranos, which was a spectacular failure, but for the most part, women and people of color are massively underfunded. And then these like absurd, obvious failures get all this funding. <laughs> Yeah. Like movie pass and Firefest and all of this stuff. So it's pretty unfortunate. I wonder um if she knows the breakdown, you know, in terms of all the failures swag that she has, what proportion hmm. as male leadership versus female mm-hmm. leadership would be really interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah. And some it's interesting too, because some are not 
surprising, right? Like Juicero and stuff like that. But then there's Silicon Valley ba- Bank. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. One of my jobs that I work, that was our bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. That was a scary weekend. Right. For the audio thing, yeah. the, the artifact. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, it is scary for startups that are trying to just do their business and, you know, you got a million dollars in the bank and now only 250000 of it is, you know, insured. <laughs> yeah. So wild, wild times we're living in. I also just think it's such a, like, America capitalism's gone too far. <laughs> Why can't we fund Alzheimer's research the way we fund juice companies? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was real, and I appreciated it. I got it really dark. I'm so sorry. No. I just went really dark with this rap. You're not wrong, though. It needs to be I said. I like this weird hobby that she has. <laughs> it's very fun. It's very fun. Um, if you want to tell us what you think is going to fold next, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Allie underscore Goldie, A-L-L-I underscore G-O-L-D-I. I am at The Lindsay Life, T-H-E-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-L-I-F-E. Across all social media platforms, including Venmo. (laughs) We say that every time. I've never been randomly Venmo. Nobody's Venmoed us yet. That would be so sweet, (laughs) though. Like, even if you just Venmoed me like $3, I'd be like, ah, that's fun. With a little microphone emoji so you know it's from the show. Yeah. I have friends who used to maliciously Venmo each other and they just put like (laughs) one cent. And you don't see how much people are Venmoing, but just to make their other friends think, wait, why are they Venmoing each other so much? Like, what's going on? That's great. Malicious Venmoing? This is weird. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that's almost like I I, sometimes I think about like what do pranks of joy look like, right? Like just putting like random change into parking meters as people are pulling up and stuff. Yeah, which is also illegal. Oh, really? Yeah. It's because the government is trash. (laughs) You're trying to help someone not get a ticket and they're trying to get someone a ticket. So like, is this Hmm. your, yeah, you can't actually put money into other people's. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know them. That is so silly. Isn't it? That's just trying to squash joy. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. How is it illegal to give someone else parking time? I don't know. Maybe it's not anymore. They decriminalized a lot of shit that was all the way fucked up. Like mushrooms. That's being <laughs> jaywalking yet, is no yet. longer illegal. I know. As a former New Yorker, I love it because I jaywalk <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like, look, they don't want to hit me any more than I want to be hit. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it used to be illegal because there was some kind of prank show that had a parking meter fairy and he was putting money in people's things. And they were like, you can't do that. And he was like, why? And I was really on his side. And yet you can take millions of dollars and <laughs> fail spectacularly. And that's fine. Yep. Um, and then our guest will take your swag. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious if anyone else out there has this hobby because it's definitely, you know, apparently these things skyrocket in price on eBay. So I'm wondering who else is collecting. It's very much the beanie babies of millennials. Like adult millennials are no longer collecting beanie babies. We're now collecting failed tech media swag. (laughs) It is so interesting what she was saying too about just which ones are more fun to wear out, right? Like I wouldn't want to wear Theranos out, but like, you know, movie pass is sort of silly. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was a party. Everybody remembers it was a great time back in the day. Yeah. I wish I'd lived in LA for that because that probably was like bananas in LA. Like probably everyone bought it and was just going to movies every day. Absolutely, dude. (laughs) Every 
comedian and like C-level actor that you knew was just living it up at the movie theater for basically free. <laughs> it was wild. But I'm interested in the distinction between this and a Beanie Babies situation because Beanie Babies was a corporation saying, hey, this one is scarce and this yeah. one is not. Collect them all. And this, what Christine is doing is like, no, these are like almost like historical artifacts of a thing that no longer exists. And mm-hmm. so we should remember or like she mentioned multiple companies that all of us were like, what, what, what was yeah. that? And then we, sh- we can now talk about them through the lens of, hey, it was this, it was that. It was ahead of its time. It never succeeded. But now we all know, you know, what's what came after. I, that's the fascinating part of it. The historical, archaeological aspect of it. There will definitely be an exhibit slash museum to this exact sure. topic. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Where it's going to be, because it's filled with nostalgia. Like when we mm-hmm. got into, you know, the baby bells and singular and stuff like that, we were all like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? There are, and people will feel that way about movie pass when it fails again. <laughs> you know, it's just the fire fest. People will be like, oh, I remember that. It's going right. to be. That's a historic moment. Yeah. yeah a moment. Pets.com. She was talking about pets.com. Like that is the poster child for the 90s.com bubble bursting. Yeah. When pets.com went down, it it was a domino effect for the first crash. And so to have the sock puppet from that commercial or the swag puppet, you know, like, I don't know, I that is valuable from a nostalgic archaeological point of view. Yeah, I'm excited for this museum. <laughs> I will go. Yeah, I think that's a great idea for a museum. Certainly beats like the ice cream museum, which was just like an Instagram hotspot. <laughs> I don't know. I think it says a lot about our society right now. And there's probably more that it'll say later. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. another great idea from Lindsay, the pop past museum. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Who's going to fund me? Because I can't look for funders on my own. This is my tragic flaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> let us know. Uh, you can also send us your thoughts and uh, failed companies and fund Lindsay. You can call us. That number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can pop into our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. And please visit patreon.com slash 2G1P. No amount is too small. Yay. All right. All right. Heart your faces. Bye bye. <laughs> podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Lindsay Ford. Then screen printed on a hoodie for dogs, I mean produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Avital Ayler, and production assistance was provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.